This reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! Stay together! You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, hmm. all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head and... Uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the RJ Podcast. From Scary Pirate Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the RJ Podcast. Episode 62, I'm Brian. I am Spencer. We have a very special guest today, Spencer. My mom is here. Your mom is here. <laughs> I'm here. Mom goes to college. This is my mom, everyone. This is Jan. Jan. Hi, Mom. I'm here. Uh, she wanted to be on episode 62 for a very uh, special reason. Go ahead. Because I will be 62 in September. She's in her 62nd year. Me too. <laughs> How about that? Uh, it is August the 4th. On this day in history... Can you make it not a bummer? They're all kind of... Do you want to know the one I was going to go with? And then I hesitated. And Frank is captured. Jeez. (laughs) And then we laugh. Does anything... Um, Frank. (laughs) Does anything... She kills me. Does anything in history good happen? Like, I mean... I mean, if anyone wants to know, that was in 1914. I'm sorry, 44. 1914, Britain declared war on Germany. Oh, good. Nothing good happened on August 4th. Well... Except for now. Yeah. Episode 62. Episode 62. My mom's on the podcast. (laughs) Um, What? Uh, I don't know where to start with these. There's been two mass shootings, mass killings. Oh, yeah. That happened yesterday. And And this morning in uh, Ohio. No, they both happened. I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah, whatever. It's pretty somber. We've talked about shootings a lot. I don't. We could run down again no, all no. of uh, no. what we think should be done. No. But no. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to veto that. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing's going to ever be done. No. What I want to talk about is this retraction you need to make. Yeah. Apparently. Um, but I just have to say, first of all, you're usually the one who's like, enough with these thoughts and prayers. Let's yeah, do something real. I know. I, but I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I'm 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 it's not that I'm over it, but I don't want to talk well, about it. I hope it. you're not over it. I there's nothing that we can say that's any different. Nothing's changed since the last one. Nothing's changed since <laughs> Columbine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, so slight retraction. If you listen to the last episode, we were talking about making a million dollars a year because Spencer wanted to know who would spend that much on first class. It was eight thousand eight thousand dollars for a first class. And ticket. I was explaining to Spencer that if you make a million dollars per year, you make a certain amount per day. I flubbed the number. I said you make $27,000 a day. You actually make $2,700 a day, yeah. 365 days a year, if you make a million dollars a year. See, that's not that much. The, that's, that's, that's three days' work almost. Um, okay. All right. Three you, days would, for would, one airline flight. For, would you not pay three days' worth of wages for an airline ticket? Look, it was nice, but I don't know no, about, no, no. about $8,000. I'm asking $8, you. <sighs> Think of how much you make in a day. Me? Yeah. Oh, No. You wouldn't pay three days' wages for an airline ticket. Oh, uh, well, no, because how far are you going? I, I how, fly, far, how far do you get to go? I fly for free. So. Let's, let's say you're going. Let's say you're going to England. Would you pay three days' wages to go to England? Let's should we do some math here? Yes, you're I would. You're going to have to because that's how much it costs. So, how much does the average person make? 
What do you want to go with? I think it's forty something, isn't it? Forty dollars an hour? No, forty thousand. So twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, let's say that. So that's a hundred and sixty dollars a day. Yeah. That's four hundred and eighty dollars for three days. Mm-hmm. So three days' wages is four hundred and eighty dollars. You're saying you wouldn't pay four eighty yeah, for a I flight guess to I, England? I would. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Last time sure. I went to England, I paid twelve. Yeah, twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. Wow, <laughs> that's incredible. That's so. Did I tell you that I have to pay an exit fee just to leave the freaking country? It was one hundred and sixty dollars. What? Yeah. Did you not have to pay that? No. You probably did. It's probably just included probably in your, your ticket. ticket. You have to pay to leave the country. Yeah. That's it, very Russian. No, but it's like that everywhere. But apparently London has the most expensive. Wait, you had to pay to leave England. Yeah. Once you were there. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. Do citizens have to pay? Yeah, did you pay to leave America? No, no. So citizens of London don't have no, to? No, I don't, I don't think don't so. I don't think it's so. only if you're visiting somewhere. They're like, thanks for coming. You need to pay us for your stay. Yeah, pretty much. Like a per night. Yeah, apparently most other countries are like 30 or $40, but London's like 160 Are we? Does I, America I have do no that? idea. I don't know. I don't know. I've never not been a citizen <laughs> and left. <laughs> well, you wouldn't want to admit I've it never, now. I've never visited America. <laughs> you wouldn't want to admit it now. I mean, ICE listens, so. ICE? Yeah. Just oh. saying. Yeah. Um, you had a family reunion question Well, that I thought was really funny because, uh, <laughs> and it was great because my mom's here because, you know, we don't really talk to our family. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why would anybody really want – anyway. What was your question? Well, I was uh, – recently one of my cousins – I don't think any of my family listens to this, so hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> one of my cousins started a Facebook group about another family reunion. Now, mind you, this is my mom's side. There are seven kids. They all have kids, and now their kids have kids. So I just want to know, at what point can we stop reuniting with that family and families can start reuniting their own families? Reuning. Reuning their own families. So at what point should it just be you and your sister? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Versus, Versus you and your cousins? Right. I don't know. Because, like I said, we haven't. I had don't. A family for you. I don't <laughs> even. I don't even remember my cousins. Like, there's yeah. so many that my mom I was ha- like, "So and so got married." I'm like, "Who?" Yeah. I have never re- attended a family reunion on either side. Yeah. Go lucky. Or you. even my growing up years, we didn't do no family reunions. That's awesome. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and you asked about matching shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I just saw to... I saw somebody on my Facebook feed that they all had matching shirts, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, how embarrassing! It's stupid." Oh, and... for their family reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say, my mom made our clothes till I was eighteen. <laughs> and... That's it was hard. And then he asked for pockets in the shorts, and I just <sighs> she I couldn't, couldn't figure do... out. How to no, sew my pockets. mom, my mom also made a lot of my clothes growing up. We're gonna I, have to but, find uh, a picture. There were some. There were some interesting. She made us matching get-ups. clothes for Disneyland. Elastic waist shorts. That's pretty embarrassing. Me, <laughs> me, all the way to dad. All of us. So had my dad, dad was a good sport. <laughs> this thirty-two-year-old man with four kids <laughs> wearing <laughs> elastic orange shorts. That's impressive. They were black with orange neon stripes. Okay. Okay. No, well, you gotta be seen. Come on. You, know, that you gotta be seen. <laughs> Several people did stop and take our pictures. Well, obviously, they thought you were one of the characters. Yeah. They or, thought you were from a animated film or something. I think like, it was I, more like a. Polygamous thing. Yeah, or like, something. Oh, there's, the, there's the Mormons. <laughs> there's the Mormons. <laughs> that is actually a pretty Mormon thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> they sew their no, 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 clothes. Sh- oh. That is a more of a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. Why are they saying <laughs> thing to do? You don't say the M word anymore. No. Jeez. So uh, I brought a present for you today. Actually, it's uh, 
It's for Quinn. And it's about time. I've made you. I've brought you so many presents. I um, <laughs> uh, I found these online. Okay. They're called offensive crowns. Yes. Have you heard of these? Offensive crowns. Hey, wait. How did you just say crayons? Crons. Crayons. Crayons. I don't know. He man. said crons. He Cra- said crons. crayons. I don't. I just say it. However, my mom and I talk about it. Mom, how do you say it? Crayons. 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 I'm kind of in the middle. Crayons. Crayons. I don't know. Just however it comes out. Crons. But I just want to go over what? some of these uh, these colors. Give me some. Hold on. Like, I want to see some. Of them. I want some. <laughs> we'll read them one at a time. Okay. We'll go around the table. So <laughs> I have to warn you. Some I have read some of them. And some of them are extremely offensive. <laughs> well, that's... The, I don't mean... The, I don't just mean, like, it'll be like, whoa. <laughs> the disclaimer is, Spencer okay, made these crayons. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Keep, Brian, don't read them until Oh, okay. Read until them. it's our turn. Yeah. You pull one out. You get one pass. Okay. You get one pass. Fair enough. And you won't know what's next. How, how come I have so many more? Oh, I don't know. We, I, have, I, I didn't I'll count from them. the bottom. I Here, have, give me, give me I have a couple eight. of yours. How many do you have? I, I'm missing... I don't know. Oh, it should it should be eight a piece. I have lot. I have six. Oh, I have the best one. Okay, <laughs> that's good. We'll just do this a couple. You get one pass. We're going to go around the table three times. Okay. Do you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just no. so everyone knows these are crayons. This they are they look like regular Crayola, Crayola crowns. Yeah. Take they a pi- take a picture of them and put it on the yeah. Facebook. Oh yeah, page. we will. Um, but the color. Uh, they are non-toxic and they're made in China. The, so the, they're tariffed. The names of the colors are offensive. Like, yep. uh, I'll just this doesn't count towards me. Uh, I have one here that is kind of orange and it is alcoholic piss. Okay, that's that's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. some okay. of these are not. This <laughs> I have a uh, a red crayon. Uh huh. And it's oh, uh, that one is. It's fabricated rape red. <laughs> Terrible. That you. is really terrible. I okay. told you some of them are terrible. This is like that is terrible. Playing cards against humanity <laughs> with is. someone who shouldn't be playing. It is. All okay, right, this is kind of a red one, and it says "suspicious cold sore." <laughs> <laughs> it does look like herpes, like a <laughs> a bad herpes infection. All right, all right. This is the one. This is the first one I pulled out, and uh, when I got the box, and I was like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> They weren't lying. I almost <laughs> didn't read the rest. All right. It is gray, and it is Ashwitz Ash. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Oh, my word. How <laughs> dare you? you? How dare you? <laughs> and Frank was captured today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I got it. I, I got a good one. Okay. <laughs> I have a green one, and it's baby shit green. Oh, that's, that is a good mm. one. Yeah. Okay. I, I love this one. For, probably for the wrong reasons. I have a white crayon, and it's called privilege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will, I will counter that. You know, some white people privilege. would say that that crayon does not exist. That's true. It's yeah. just yeah. invisible. It's true. Yeah. I will counter your white crown with a black one that is called Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see if there's another color of person in my crayon set. Uh... <laughs> Your your parents' divorce was your fault, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> what the, I don't know. Some, some of them are super random, but there's some really good. Like you got to find there, the the scion one. What does one. that have to do with Peach? I don't know. I don't know. Let's go. Should we go one more? Yeah, go one okay, more. Okay, go ahead. Um, this one is uh, rather pink in color, and it is self-identified blue. <laughs> <laughs> self-identified. <laughs> All right, trans crayon. Um, 
See, some of these are pretty creative, like statutory grape. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and golden, sh- golden shower goldenrod. But this one, this one is really long. If you'll, if you'll look at it here, it mm-hmm. is three sentences long. Okay. And it is blue-ish, purplish blue. And it is, I should have known better than to talk to him like that when he's drinking. This bruise is my fault. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> All right. I'm not even going to look. Just speed round. Okay. okay. Make sure you get the uh, this one. Okay. That one needs to uh, well, be Well, I have five left. I'll just speed round them. Okay. 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 Uh, breast cancer awareness is a scam pink. Yeah. I love that uh, one. Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> Makes just as much sense as Christianity. <laughs> uh Spiritual, but not religious. What color is that <laughs> it's one? It's like a dark blue. It doesn't, it doesn't have the color after it. Uh Insufferable vegan green. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. It's an orange you. crayon, and yeah. it's just presidential. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a couple of mine that I don't get, so I, you guys might have to explain okay. it to me. And this one took me a minute, but it's LG. Oh, yeah, that BDQ one's confusing. LMNOP. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. And it's, it's kind of a mishmash of, yeah. And then I have a yellow one here that says, me color you long time. <laughs> me color you long time. How come? It's like I... me love you long time. Oh, it's, me color you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have kind of a reddish orange that says. Oh yeah. Feather Fe- not dad. No not dot. dot. Oh, Feather not, not dot. dot. Feather not dot. <laughs> I don't get that one either. <clears throat> well, you know, Native Americans have uh, they uh, they've been called Indians before. Indian. And they've been known to wear feathers. Okay. Feathers, not and then dot. The... Oh, feather, not dot. Okay. <laughs> I pointed to my forehead to help, her, to help her out. Well, it helps that I thought it said dad, you know, yeah. put the glasses on. All right. My last four are boner pill blue. Uh, <laughs> this one is green, and it is corporations are people too green. I have a red one that's <laughs> miscarriage maroon. Oh, gosh. Oh. And this is one of my favorite ones here. It's brown, and it is travel ban brown. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually think some of the most offensive ones were the first ones we pulled out randomly. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah. You know, if you want to let Quinn color with these. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what does that say? <laughs> Travel brand brown. <laughs> That's presidential, sweetheart. Take those to nursery with her. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of <laughs> first day of school, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Sherman, we need to talk. <laughs> we gave her the wrong box. <laughs> Why would you have those crayons? <laughs> Crons. Crons. <laughs> I believe they're pronounced Crons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh <man>. anyway. <laughs> you know, speaking of presidential crayon yeah. and orange guy, yeah. uh, Ethan it got me a, a birthday present, and it's uh, toilet paper with Trump's face. Oh, oh come on. That's just that's... egregious. But the, the, here's the best part. Yeah. He was, he was telling me about it, and he's like, you know, I've raised my children to respect the office of the presidency, <laughs> and my son saw the toilet paper I was giving to you and called me out on it. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to respect the president. And he just essentially said, well, you respect the office, but the man in there is a very bad person right now. <laughs> so I have that in the bathroom if you need to go. Oh, okay. Got Trump TV. I, I'd like to have home court advantage for the most points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so speaking of, speaking of the orange man. Yeah. Uh, in his tweets, 
the racist tweets. Yeah, there's been We've a lot talked of about this bef- uh, last week, but I have a question for both of you, and that is, do you understand the difference between uh, racism and race baiting? So I'll give you an example. <laughs> no. <laughs> race, not race baiting. Race baiting. So, uh, I was almost <laughs> <laughs> We know you were. <laughs> so I'll give you an example. Nixon, yeah. when he was running for office, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's like called like the Southern Tactic or something like that. Uh-huh. I'm not being <laughs> facetious. I'm being serious. It was called that, in which he would say things that would appeal to a racist base. Mm-hmm. So he would win the Southern vote. Right. Um, so race baiting is saying something um, racist, like go to your own, go back to your country, right? Without you could some. My point is this: in theory, you could say that without being racist yourself, right, right, right. In an attempt to garner appreciation from a certain group, mm-hmm. all right. So, do you guys both understand the difference that mm-hmm. I see anyway? Do you agree with that? So. <clears throat> One could say that Trump isn't racist, but he is race-baiting. He's race-baiting. And the thing that made me think of this was I saw a Lindsey Graham interview from 2016. Right. Where he called the president a race-baiting bigot. Right. Right? Um, Not a racist, even though he followed up with bigot. Yeah. So the question is, if there is a difference between a racist and someone who's just race-baiting to try and win a political race or win popularity— is one worse than the other? <laughs> no. Uh, no, because you're 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 creating a, a feeling amongst people that are racist. Is it possible to race bait without being a racist? I think so. I think so. I too. don't see why not. But Spencer says crons too. So, <laughs> so well, <clears throat> just like it's like you get comedians who have racist jokes. Sure, but I don't think they're racist. Okay. You know, I think yep. you can say something racist and not be racist at all. Right. Just a shock value or, or I don't know, you know, trying to be funny or whatever. But I don't necessarily think – that's when I, I don't love when they, they pile uh, down on comedians or people who accidentally say things because – I don't know. No, I agree with but, that. But, yeah. I agree with that. I. But, I mean, so there's just been a lot of back and forth about whether or not he's actually racist. And I got thinking, okay, let's call him just a race baiter then because this clearly baited the race uh, <laughs> problem, right? Yeah, yeah. And the question is, is either one worse or better for society at large? Uh, I think at least with racism, you can be racist in your home and quiet and don't spur the masses because he's given – So it's actually worse. In your opinion, it's worse to be a race baiter. Yeah, because you're knowingly spurring racism. Like you're you're giving people that are racist an outlet, and you're giving them uh, the ability to come out of their the woodshed or sure. to come out of the the back the backwoods, or march to Charlottesville. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, or giving them legitimacy. And um, I agree. I think that if you, especially if you're knowingly, because if you were knowingly do it to win a campaign, that's pretty slimy. Yeah. Yeah, Mom, I agree. Thoughts? I agree with Spencer. Yeah, I think I think so too. And it, it just got me thinking that because there are there are pictures of Trump and video uh, and audio of him speaking with people of color from back in the day. Right? He was friends with uh, Sharpton and uh, what was Mike Tyson's promoter? I also, but uh, you know, the, the Don hair. King, Don King, yeah, the hair guy. So it's like part of me's like maybe he isn't racist. Maybe yeah, he's just mm-hmm. race baiting though. But. 
But I also think you can be racist and still be friends. That's true. You, you, you would say something like, well, you're okay. This, it, it, this guy's You're okay. exactly right. When you learn about prejudice, you learn that generally people will have exceptions to their prejudicial rules. Right. right? So they, they might hold a prejudice toward a certain group, but then when they meet someone who's different – Mm-hmm. In their eyes, I, I air quote the word different, that's part of that group, mm-hmm. uh, then they just become the exception to the prejudice. It's almost just like saying, well, she's one of the guys. You know, it's yes, the same sort of it's thing. It's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I just want people who, so to take this one step further, I want people who are Trump supporters to, be, to think about that, be mindful of that. But I want to also ask about the, the step that I've taken liberals take which mm-hmm. is to call all Trump supporters racist if they don't speak out against this. So like Bobby uh, Luke, who we're friends with, who wants right. to come on the show, he, he posted something along those lines that uh, to my Republican friends, if you don't condemn these messages, these racist messages, then you are just as guilty of being racist as the president. And it, it led to an argument between he and his dad. <laughs> his, he and his dad is it his dad of, or his brother? I, I it's, think it's both. Uh, oh, okay. But so that's the, that's the question I have for both of you. Then, if is it is it true that if the person you you're supporting politically to lead the country says something and you don't condemn it, are you just as guilty? Is it like a guilty by association thing? I don't know. I think that's a bit extreme because there's people who don't care about politics or <clears throat> I don't know. There's the whole the whole. You know, movement or the people who I've heard say, "Yeah, I don't like the man, but you know, I like his sure. his policies." He said and, that about Clinton too, right? And so, uh, I don't, I I don't think it's just as bad uh, per se. I'm not willing to condemn, but I will say that when I know someone is a full on Trump supporter, I do kind of. And I don't like that I've been doing this, but I do go to a place where I kind of assume that there might be a little racist and they might. You expect more. You expect something out of them. So it's kind of I mean, what do you think? Ma? You have... Well, the only thing I keep thinking about was um, with with the grandsons. And when Kyler was a lot younger, um, so Cooper and Corbin are within three months of each other and they're 13 now. So this was a couple of years ago. So they were 11 that would have made Dallin eight, and it would have made Kyler five and a half. Yeah. And Kyler wanted to be one of the big guys. You know, he wanted to play with the boys and stuff like that. And I saw some some Cooper wasn't very nice to him. Dallin kind of jumped on board, and so I was reprimanding the boys and telling them how wrong that was. And Corbin said, "Well, I didn't say anything, Grandma." And I said. That's just as wrong. But you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything, but you didn't stop what was happening. Yeah. I mean, that takes it a little more, a little simple level there with my little grandsons. Well, sometimes you have to drill it down, though. And I think that there is nuance. And to, to your point, Spencer, I think it's like a, almost like an axis, you know, like a, there's like a two axes. And one is how ardently do you support the man publicly or, you know, amongst friends? And then when he says something you agree with, you're very allowed about it. When you say something that you disagree with or don't identify with, you don't say anything for fear that that lack of support might. Yeah. And you know what I, mean? I imagine that there's a, a lot of people <clears throat> who in their circles of friends, uh, like the circle as a whole supports Trump and they go out and they talk 
And, you know, someone will say something like, I love the way he, he deports immigrants and keeps them in cages. And the guy not wanting to start an argument just is like, yeah. You oh, know, uh, but in yeah. in his heart or in his, his his mind, he's he's not. But so oftentimes when we do that, people take that, that we are in agreement no, with him. Yeah. Not, you don't yeah, even have to sure. say, yeah, even if you're just quiet. Yeah. People think yeah, well, you're in I agreement. Agree. And that's an interesting point because that's among people who who all support him, right? And, well, but then you have, let's say you were an ardent Trump supporter and, uh-huh. and I'm a liberal and you didn't – let's say you came to me and said, I totally disagree with that. You might be fearful of the I told you so moment. I mm-hmm. told you this guy was wrong, mm-hmm. right? And, and you get all about the whataboutisms, right? I right. told you this guy was wrong about that. That means he's been wrong about everything else, you know, which mm-hmm. isn't always the case. So it's just an interesting topic. I mean, know. I know that I that I'm not confrontational, and so I like my dad has has said and this was like a year ago, so I don't know how his thoughts are now, but he said something about Trump that you know he liked something that he was doing. And I didn't, I didn't say anything. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to start a fight. I'm not a confrontational person. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, a lot of the times with with someone when they have an opinion. There's really not a lot you can say that's going to sway him. No. I mean, I I can lay out facts for some people, like factual evidence, like the sun <laughs> rises every day, facts, and they'll the, be like, no. The earth is still the, flat. The, the sky is blue. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. Like the – and, you know, it's that the, that flat earth documentary is, is great evidence yeah. as to those kind of people because they got proven wrong multiple times. Right. And then they tried to explain it away or – And to be fair, like, there's a lot of that in all of us. Oh, for sure. Yeah, what's Dad saying, Ma? A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Yeah, so that's something my dad's told, told me since the womb. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was you know, a mental health therapist. And so he knew you – know, you, you can imagine it being, if someone's sitting on your couch, you, you kind of want to tell them when you're wrong. You know, when they're wrong. Right. And he realized early on that it doesn't matter if you convince them with facts or with reason. Mm-hmm. They're, they're still going to leave the room with that same held belief. Right. And honestly, it depends on the person. Like, yeah. uh, I'm I'm very open to prove me wrong. Like, it's great. Yeah. Like, if you prove me wrong, you know, it's it's fine. I have a friend who who's like she's super religious and she'll be like, you know, you may not like this or you may not. And like, you don't have to preface everything you you say with that. Just <laughs> tell me what you got to say and yeah. I'll, you know, decide whether I like it or not, or whether I think it's of any, yeah. you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. And so I just tried to explain, like, I am open to changing my mind, like prove me wrong. Give me, right. you know, whatever. And uh, then there's people who are just like, no, no, no. Right, <laughs> no, no matter what. No, it doesn't matter. And I don't and know why you, that is. But... They dig their heels in when you try and. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not guilty of it, oh, of you know, but uh, I don't know. Any other? Well, I think that I mean, if we're going to talk about, we're talking about Trump here. Um, in my eyes, he's just a despicable human being. I wouldn't want him as a neighbor. I wouldn't want him as a friend. Yeah. Because of a lot of the things he says and does. Yeah. And aside from his politics, politics over here, I'm going to be one of those. I would not choose him to be in my life at all. 
Yeah. And that's an important – I think people do vote along that sometimes, you know. But we did – you. You my mom, go back to, my mom did. Yeah. She she's very conservative, and she's like, I couldn't vote for him. <laughs> right, and I think he's going to lose a lot of people. I think we talked about last time how he's losing the suburban uh, Rust Belt white female vote. Yeah, oh yeah, with for the sure. racist tweets. Um, they, I think it was the AP surveyed like thirty six women, and and they all said they were. There's just going to be so many people who vote for him because he's R. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's could take the election there's so many people well it's better than the alternative i'm like really right really want to do another four years of all this yeah Ugh, i don't know yeah it's just i don't know it was interesting and then it made me think about people who do i don't know people who do change i was reading about this guy you ever, you ever heard of johnny lee Carey or johnny lee clary he's a um he was a ku klux klan grand oh, yeah. dragon I've heard of this guy yeah who is now a Pentecostal Christian. And he's getting all his tattoos removed, that guy? I don't know about that. I was just kind of reading um, like an op-ed that he wrote about, you know, how to how to go from being a racist to <laughs> to not. You know, it's just kind of interesting. Well, there's yeah. a really good movie that Dad and I just watched called um, Best of Enemies. Huh. And it's about that, about Anne um, Atwater, who was a very civil rights, she's a woman of color and civil rights activist. But it didn't... She didn't just stop with black people. It was yeah. civil rights in general, people's civil – things that they should have. And they had – it was during the segregation times in, in um, Durham, North Carolina. Um, but it's a really good movie. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but you should watch it. Best of Enemies. Best of Enemies. It's a true story. Or, or American History X. <laughs> another yeah. good one. Um, I don't know. A weird topic, I know, but – But I, it's kind of like what you were talking about, how he – can you know oh he that, switched from yeah yeah from being a grand dragon and this guy was the president of whatever kkk in his city or sure. county the equivalent or, yeah yeah wait what's the guy's name uh johnny lee clary oh, okay um yeah he's i I don't know much about him i honestly just kind of ran across him today um and I already have had this stuff in the rundown about talking about race baiting versus racism. Um, and then people who don't come out against something that, that their, that their political but king represent, you know, says, I will say this, this could be, this is kind of a, this is a new thing. Like in the, like with Facebook and everything, I mean, does that mean that everyone has to get on Facebook and or Instagram right. and say, I condemn this? Like we all have to make our own personal right. statements? Is no, that, I don't that's know. what I was asking about because that was the point that, that Bobby was kind of making, uh-huh. you know, and I was like, I'm not sure that – well, I know that not every Trump supporter is a racist. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think every Trump supporter has to condemn or condone every single tweet. <laughs> you every know? day someone gets on there. <laughs> yeah. I just they, – they It's go, like a they, poll. They run through everything. <laughs> uh, at 12.49, he said this, and right. I do support that. But at 1.39, he yeah, said this, and he, I do I not mean, support that. He tweets like 25 times a day. Right. And we've, we've never had that. We've no. never had. No. In fact, Obama was berated for it. Yeah. Like Hannity – is that like the tan, so the tan suit? Same thing. Yeah, Hannity talks so much crap on Obama for using Twitter. It's 
I shared a whole video the other day of his double standard. Really? Well, the kind of the Fox News double standard of the things they said about the president, about the first lady, about Twitter. You know, it was all these things about how <laughs> it was called gone golfing. And, and Sean Hannity had the graphic behind him that said gone golfing. <laughs> talking crap on Obama. Oh, isn't that where Trump was? Yesterday? And I could care less if the president goes golfing, except for the fact that President Trump, before he was president, <laughs> said, talked so much crap about that. Yeah. Right. You know? I don't care. I Frankly, I think they should just build a golf course at the White House so we don't have to pay $2 million in secret service <laughs> for them to go. But, that you know, nice. but, fine. They need some time off. It's a stressful job. I get it. You know? But it was the, the double standard was just appalling. Oh, yeah. So. No surprise. Um, let's switch gears. Okay. We have a guest. It happens to be my mom. And it's time for the guest story. This is Jan's story. Do you have one have that you want to talk about? Anymore. I used to have music for well, this. Well, the only one I thought about was the one Play you Paris. mentioned. <laughs> the Paris? The Paris stuff. Yeah, I did mention one to you yesterday. If I could have some Italian music because I am predominantly Italian. He does, well, he does pretty much the same, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Like if uh, if this was in the background of a uh, the Godfather, yeah. it would sound the same. It's true. Yeah. Oh, so go ahead. What's your story? Do you want me to tell that one? Sure. Okay. Um, for those that don't know, because it's really not something I talk about, because um, it's not that important to me anymore. Um, I was married before before I married um, Rick, and I'll leave his name out. We'll just call him husband number one. Well, I mean, that implies that dad's just husband number two. That's not fair. <laughs> you should give him a shirt. <laughs> Happy husband Father's Day, two. husband number two. Just call him Ned. Ned? Yeah. Okay. I like Fred better. Fred, Fred. Fred flows easier. Dick yeah. Richardson? It's close. No. <laughs> and we, were, we weren't married long. Um, it didn't, it, it just didn't, it wasn't working. And he wasn't particularly kind Okay, he was a mean SOB. Okay, yeah. he, he, he was. You don't have to put it. I'm not going. I'm not going to minimize here. He was. He was dreadful, and uh, there was things he did to me and things he, things he did to Nick that that he should have been punished for, um, and he wasn't. And I don't know where to go with this, Bry. Well, I mean, it depends on where you want to go. Usually. Sometimes these end up serious, and sometimes they're interesting. I, well, I guess I want people I guess, to know that what you what you did for your children is okay, what I want people okay. to know because he was a piece of shit. Um, there's funny things. That I, you don't, did. I don't condone you swearing in front of your mother. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. I, learned, I learned it. We did the cron- we did the crons. Come on, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I learned it from you. <laughs> um, but there's funny things you did in retrospect, like cleaning the toilet. Oh, with, that's true. With his toothbrush. That's, tr- that's true. <laughs> wow. But to give you an example of how he was, I need to clean my toilet. He put your car on jacks. Yeah, he put my he put my car on jacks. He would leave every day, and my car was up on jacks. And so she um, couldn't leave. So I couldn't leave. He had very much isolated me. I was the only one working. I was working as a waitress then. To be politically correct, I was a server. Um, you didn't and, have to be politically correct back then. <laughs> back so. then, yeah. Back then, yeah. Didn't need to. And he would like put, he would check the mileage to make sure I only went to work and then came back. Um, I worked with younger kids that were bus bussers, um, so they needed rides home. They counted on the waitresses to give them a ride home. He would put a thread across the passenger side floor 
and then he would go check it to see if it was disturbed to it's see like if I'd James given Bond. to see if I'd given anybody a ride home. There's a scene in Bond. I think it's a Sean Connery where he plucks a hair out and puts it across a closet door, and then he leaves to go have his martini. Comes back to see if the hair. Well, he was not. He was not Sean Connery. Okay? <laughs> no, he probably learned it from that though. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't. I couldn't do many things to retaliate against his meanness and his isolation. Like he had taken like Venetian blinds and had stapled them down outside of our windows at our duplex. Your neighbors had to be like, what yeah. the hell? You know, I didn't have a phone. The only time I had, could use a phone was e- when I went to work. And and it did feel good those few times that I did. He was very fastidious about his appearance and the way, um, he, way he presented and stuff like that. And it was fun to scrub the toilet with his toothbrush and put that back in the holder <laughs> and then watch him brush his teeth the right. next day. I took a lot of pleasure in that. I can imagine. And so I I left under I, – I called my parents one day from work. I don't and know said, what the problem is. I do that every day. Because <laughs> <laughs> your sink doesn't That's work. How, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I ended up leaving him. And when I left, um, I went to the Women in Jeopardy shelter. Um, because I didn't feel safe anywhere else. And this is 1981? Yeah, 1981. I was pregnant with Haley. Which is, the fact that there was a shelter back then is kind of a miracle. Yeah. Because there are, there, are, there are women who still don't seek them out. True enough. You know, True and enough. that's sad. And so I, you know, my parents said, you know, we're, well, you said, come to our house. But I didn't want to go there until they had an alarm system um, put in. Um, I was really afraid of him. And so the the divorce was obviously contentious. <laughs> yeah, um and uh he kept taking me uh some of the things he did he shouldn't have had any parental rights and they should have been removed and I guess in the eighties they put more value on sperm than they do now. I don't know, because it's not that way now. Everything that I've seen with parental rights, it's like a sine curve, you know, it, it, it swings one way, then it swings back mm-hmm. the other. And even, even so, uh, dad worked for child protective services for a while and, um, taking children out of the home when he was working was a lot easier than it is now. Yeah. They yeah. put a lot more emphasis mm-hmm. on, even if the situation is pretty bad, it's better to keep children in the home, in the home. Right. and that's very different, and it just swings back and forth. And I know so. that in Dad's practice, he did a lot of reunification of families yeah. and had a lot of really good success that way. When some awful things were done in a home, they worked through it, and then the reunification happened. Yeah. Um, so visitation was ordered, um, and Mike's pa- – I mean, Fred's parents <laughs> – Spencer can take that <laughs> Fred's parents were made the supervisors of the visitation. Well, that was just stupid to me. I wasn't going to allow visitation. I wasn't going to let my kids go. I, well, it was just Nick at the time because I was pregnant with Haley. So this was a judge said, I'm ordering visitation. <clears throat> we don't know all the facts yet, so it needs to be supervised. Mm-hmm. It needs to be supervised. By Fred's parents. By Fred's okay. parents. And so I, I didn't let, I didn't ever let Nick go. Um, I wasn't going to, um, ever. Nick would have been two or... And a half. Two and a half at this point. Two and a half. Yeah. And... Uh, so this went on for a long time. Um, well, I was while I was pregnant, he was constantly taking me back to court and filing contempt charges against me. And the judge, the very first time we went to court, we went into judges' chambers mm-hmm. because of the allegations involved. They cleared the courtroom, and then we went into 
judges' chambers, and the only person who was there was Rodney Page, who was um, over juvenile court at the time. I believe he's a judge now. Was who, He was an attorney. He was for you? No, for juveniles. For, oh, he was attorney for Nick, basically. basically. Acting as an attorney for Nick. Did, did you and Fred have attorneys in the room? Yes. Okay. Yes. and uh, But I came out of that, and like I said, Mike, Fred... <laughs> Fred likes to make a really good appearance, and that's really important to him, how he presents to someone. And I was pregnant and sicker than a dog and probably looked like I'd been drugged behind a truck. I just I just didn't feel good. Um, but Mike is congenial. Fred is congenial, and oh, let's just call him Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, and I came out of that, and I said to my mom and dad, who were there in court with you know waiting for me to come out, I said, the judge doesn't like me. And I knew from that moment on this was not going to go. And you think it was all because of the way he presented himself? Yes. As, yes. He presented he... himself as this awesome dad. And um, anyway, polygraph tests were ordered. Mike failed his miserably. Was, did, he, did he try and uh, play, like, was there a victim role that he played as well? Or was he more just like, I don't understand any of this? I don't understand any okay. of this. I love her. I don't know why she's doing this. That I'm a great kind of, dad. Uh-huh, so it wasn't yeah. like she's attacking me no, victim style. No, okay. no victim. And so um, so this went on. I can't even tell you how many times we went to court during my pregnancy. Why would you keep going back? Because he was filing contempt charges against me for not allowing visitation. Okay. So then the judge said, um, we'll make, let's, my 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 attorney said, okay, she's not happy with the supervisor. We need a different supervisor for the visits. We come up with um, somebody who he was acquainted with, pretty well acquainted with, and friends of my family, and he agreed to let them be the supervisors. So I have a couple questions. Would, would you describe him as, as charismatic? Yes. And how many times uh, did you visit on contempt charges before a polygraph was ordered? The polygraph was ordered the very first time we went to court because of the allegations. Because of the allegations, um, but the, which is funny because how does a judge even look at those? They're not really allowed to. They can. Well, that what was hard too is because the polygraph was ordered in civil court, and what he did was criminal. But we couldn't use the polygraph right. in, criminal in criminal court because it was ordered in civil. It's so weird. So I mean, if people don't understand, there is a a lower burden of proof in civil court. Mm-hmm. Yes. A great example is O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson, yeah. yeah. He, lo- he won in criminal court and lost miserably yeah. in civil court. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So um, it started to look kind of weird. Him, He kept, well, number one, he wasn't showing up for visitation, and I was getting more and more pregnant, and he, he kind of backed off for a couple months. And I had, um, my attorney was costing a fortune back in the day, and I went with him because he was so good in child custody. We had really researched who to go, who, what attorney to use. Which in the 80s, how do you research that? Like this Library. Is a, this is a different time. The like, library. Like you literally went to the library yes. and looked at court records? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And, uh, <laughs> and we, came, crazy. we came up with this guy named Paul Lapis. And he was also, um, somebody had written a book, and it was a custody battle too. I forget what the book was called. And she had used Paul as her attorney, hmm. and he was listed in the book. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. And so, um, did he have a sign that was like as, one, as seen in? <laughs> better call Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I felt like he wasn't aggressive enough. I felt like we had all of this stuff that we could go on the offense rather than constantly defending me not allowing visitation. Let's really look at why I wasn't. Do you think that he was afraid of the fact that Mike was so charismatic? Do you think that Paul was like, we have to play defense because the judge loves him so much? I think there was that. And then I think, you know, my parents had written him a nice retainer check. Uh, so the longer I can drag this on. The longer I can drag oh, this see, on. See, that's so messed up. And so so here we have gone. I left him when I was just a couple months along. And now we're to the point where months later where I've now had a baby. And how old are you at this point? You're 25? No, 20, I'm 23. 23. 23. And... I get, sure enough, I get served with, well, they can serve you through your attorney. It's not like they have to serve you at home. So they, When you have counsel, right. Yeah. So he served Paul with another contempt charge. and uh, A criminal contempt charge, right? Like, yes. There's not, I don't, is there a civil oh, wait, contempt? Oh, let me stop there. Oh, wait. I forgot something that's so important. I should have brought my court records so I could actually read them. Um, I could take some pictures of the things that happened. Um, here I had gone to the Women in Jeopardy shelter because he hit me all the time. And Judge Duffy Palmer, at one point on one of the, oh, not on just one, on several contempt charges, he would sent us, uh, sentence us to jail 30 days in the same cell so that we would what? work this out. That is so And then weird. he would suspend the sentence. But I have it in my court papers where this, this me, this person who has left someone because they're abusive gets sentenced to the same cell with my abuser. Have you, Jeez. in your research or any time since, have you ever heard of something like that? No, never. Did, he, never. did this judge do it to anybody else? Not that I know of. Do you know if... if He's dead now. Do you know if Mike would have oh, implanted this <laughs> idea? No, I don't think so. It's interesting. It's just such a weird thing it's to such say. A when weird there's allegations thing. of abuse to mm-hmm. say. But every time he took me back to court, I was sentenced to jail, and then he would suspend it, suspend it, thinking I was going to bow down to his black robes, and I wasn't going to. So he'd say, "I sentence you to this, but I'm assuming you're going to do right going forward, mm-hmm. so I'm going to suspend the sentence." Right. Okay. Right. So you never actually had to spend 30 days with Mike. No. No. So no. And so, but I do have it in my court papers that I was sentenced to 30 days with Mike in the same cell. It's because of judges like this that they make stupid mandatory sentences that then screw up the system even more. Right. You know, it's such a (laughs) stupid system. So I didn't feel like, you see, the longer I was away from Mike, the the stronger I became that I be, I remember grand, my mom saying to me one time, it's so nice to have Jan back. And, and I even kind of feel that way even now with what we're going through with dad and his sickness and stuff. Um, Nick said to me, um, my mom finally realizes she's a badass again. <laughs> and he says, and I love seeing that. Um, and I think that's what happened is I just got courage and I got confident and, uh, um, I fired my attorneys. Wow. And so um, I went to court to represent myself. And I said to, said to my mom, I said, he's going to send me to jail today. And Haley was two and a half months old. I'm so a nur- you, had, you had had a child in the interim. Yeah. And I, I'm a nursing mother. So 
have a question to clarify. You said that that Mike stopped attempting to have visitation for a bit, mm-hmm. and then just out of nowhere, I get served again. You got served again, so right. he, and the judge didn't take that into account. The no. fact that Mike hadn't Mm-mm. even he thought Mike was nice was giving me a break so I could have this baby. <laughs> okay. You know, this was a kind thing he was doing. You didn't think about the kids, the fact they hadn't no. seen their father. No, he didn't okay. care about that, and uh, and so. I go to court that day, and um, my mom took Nick and Haley into Salt Lake to a friend's. Um, she just wanted them out of Davis County. And uh, I go to court, and de- my dad's with me, and the judge sa- says, fi- I find you in contempt, and I sentence you to 30 days beginning right now. And the gavel goes down. Wow. And... And I, I said, I don't, and I was representing myself, and he told me I was a fool to do that and stuff. He was, he was just such a jerk to me. And I said, I don't understand why you have tunnel vision. Why can't you look? And I, he stopped me and said, bailiff, take her. Wow. Yeah. And so. You are a badass. <laughs> so I go over to, they take me over to Davis County Jail, which was I mean, it's be- it's, I guess the jails can be beautiful. The new one is very nice. But this was the old one where there was um, just one cell that had a toilet in it. Everything else was common, you know, showers and the toilets. They had one cell that actually had a toilet in it. And uh, they had to move. Um, so I was the only woman in jail at the time. It was a, it was a co-ed jail? Co-ed jail. Wow. And uh, so I was the only woman. Um, I didn't think those existed past, like, the 40s. I didn't know they were a thing at all. I mean, yeah, it's true. I, <laughs> I just, uh, that's okay. That's and the cell I was in was right up front next to the jailer's desk. Um, and the the person who was in the cell that they had to move out was a, a transgender, but he wasn't, he hadn't, compl- he was, it was a man becoming a woman. Mm-hmm. And. Seriously, he had the most beautiful breasts I have ever seen in my life, Kay. <laughs> so they had him kind of in the, in the quote-unquote yeah, protected, protected cell. Yeah, protected cell. Okay. And, um, and so they just moved him to the cell next door, and they did protect him. He didn't shower with the other inmates. He didn't, you know, they escorted him to the bathroom and stuff like that. Um, but they put me in this one, and we didn't have internet and stuff like that. But my mom, I, I come by the badass pretty naturally, she called the Deseret News. She called the Tribune. Oh we only God. had two papers. She called Davis County Clipper. Um, <laughs> she called, we had three radio, three, three TV stations. She called all of them and said, Judge Duffy Palmer has put a nursing mother in jail oh who is only trying to protect her children. Did they, did they print it? Well, they sent reporters out. Oh. And because uh, they have to verify the story. Yeah. And so my cell was up by the, the jailer's desk and the phone was ringing constantly to the point where the jailers just opened my door and put the phone on my bed. And you were talking to reporters? I was talking to reporters. Wow. And, get- uh, and they stopped me because they only had this paper that comes over from the court saying contempt of court 30 days. Right. They don't know that they you're a nursing know. mom. No. I mean, well, at the same time, they had to, they found out really quickly I was a nursing mom because grandma or grandpa had to bring me Haley every four hours. I was going to ask about that as a really as a practical matter when you're breastfeeding, like it hurts when yeah. you know. Yeah. It, so they mom, grandma or grandpa would bring me Haley every four hours, middle of the night. They're bringing Haley, 
and I didn't, I didn't get to sit in a room with my parents. I went to the visitors thing, so the glass and the phone, and I would nurse my baby and talk through the on the phone with the glass between my parents. So the guard would bring Haley to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And how long did this go on? Thirty hours. Thirty hours. And what and what prompted the release? What prompted the release was the pressure he got from reporters. And but none of them ever printed it. No. I would love to look no. it up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not aware that they did. Right. But so. Paul Duffy? Judge Ju- Duffy Palmer. <laughs> the, Paul, Paul was Duffy. your attorney's <laughs> Paul was his attorney. <laughs> Duffy Palmer. So it was interesting. At one point, the jailers, there were probably six of them. They had one, one woman because I, I was there. So they had to have a woman jailer. Um, they came, the deputies came into my room and said, we got to know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and because uh, this is all we have. And they showed me this paper. And so I gave them the Reader's Digest version as best I could. And they just, they were just in shock and disbelief. They couldn't believe he had sentenced me to jail. So the deputies are like, oh, are yeah. you kidding me? They were, oh, you've got to be kidding me. But so, they have no power. No, no power. I mean. So in the meantime, my, um, I belong to that M-word church, <laughs> my stake president, who is a leader in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was an attorney, and he found out I was in jail, and he called Grandma and said, I'm taking her case. Oh, interesting. I'm taking over here. Did it, was, was he not in the loop before? Not that I expect really. more. No, from, you know not I mean? really, because I, I wasn't even going to church or anything. Well, uh, that's probably, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so, um, so he, he's... He's on the phone with me saying, okay, I'm just going get to you, get you out of jail. And he goes, you need to sign an affidavit saying you will, you will allow visitation. I said, not going to sign it. Yeah. Not going to sign it. I'll, I'll do my 30 days. And, uh, and, and he just kept begging me, you know, you need to sign this. And I says, no. I says, don't ask me again. It's like. It's it, not going to happen. It reminds me of cases where an attorney is begging someone to plead guilty that's what that's what it felt like yeah and um and then so while i'm in jail um my dad used to go have coffee every morning at alpha beta in bountiful and a lot of the people he had coffee with were police officers Mm -hmm. so they knew the situation plus they always came to keep the peace when mike would try to come and pick up the pick up nick and Haley. okay and uh and I just never answered the door. They can't, the, the police can't make, even if I'd opened the door, they couldn't take the kids. Right. And so they were just there to keep the peace. Um, Mike's parents went to the Bountiful Police Department and told them that I was in jail and that they had been given custody of my children. And they wanted the police to go pick them up. What? Yeah. You didn't know this? No. And... Uh, so they accused your parents of kidnapping. Well, no, they knew the kids were with my parents, but they were telling the police, we've been given custody. It was ordered today in court, Oh, which was a complete and the BPD out now. didn't look, didn't ask for well, a warrant? Yeah, well, yeah, they said, well, where's the paperwork? Okay, all right. You know, and they said, well, it's at the courthouse. And they, so they, <laughs> they call the courthouse and they're going, no, nothing like that happened. And so luckily- What did they expect? I think like, they these thought, cops aren't going to call our bluff. Yeah, I think they thought, oh, they'll just go get them. Oh, um, and I'm pretty sure Mike was the one 
pushing that too because Mike thought that was really funny that he had done so many things wrong and I'm the one in jail. Right. And uh, um, so the thing that's good about that is the next day the Bountiful police officers that Grandpa had coffee with every morning told him. They go, you are not going to believe what happened yesterday. And they tell Grandpa this story. And I've always been so glad for that knowledge because as things simmered down, which they did, and Mike's parents would come up for visit, you know, to visit with the kids and stuff, I would feel softening towards them. I mean, I'm human and they're grandparents. And, right. um, and I would think, I should just let them take them to go get an ice cream. I should just, Ugh. and I would always think about that, what that, and it's not that I was mad at them for doing it, but remembering what they did kept me where I needed to be. Yeah. And so it's not like I was, you know, unforgiving or something like that. I mean, they didn't know I knew they did that. Right. And yeah. so, um, but it kept me where I needed to be. Wow. So the, um, the judge got so much pressure from the media that he called my attorney and said, I'm letting her out. That, I mean, he goes, there are people outside my house. You know you're in the wrong then. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. what's so amazing to me when stuff like this happens and a judge or someone in power walks something back. Do you mm-hmm. want some facts about this guy? Yeah. He, uh, he has a purple heart. <laughs> <laughs> he has no heart. <laughs> uh, he was uh, injured in Iwo Jima. Uh, he was a bishop and a stake president. Wow. Mm. And wow. a mission president. So, and kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had followed him closer afterwards, but I was busy raising children and stuff like that. Um, and when I finally did want to go and I don't want to say confront him cause I'm not a confrontational pe- person either. Spence like you, I just wanted to let, I wanted to know why, why is my perception of that you just didn't like me correct? Why? Because I knew right. I wasn't a case he was ever going to forget. Right. And so when, so he let me out of jail and, um, it was within a couple of days I was at my attorney's office and I remember I was sitting in a conference room nursing Haley and Steve comes in um, and he said, um, Who's Steve? My attorney. Oh, okay. My state president. Um, he says, Mike wants, he goes, I've got, a, I'm on a phone call with Mike's attorney. He goes, he wants to give up his rights. Oh my gosh. And, and I, I, okay, let's do this, you know. And he said, and I was at Steve's office, mostly just we were trying to get me divorced, and he wanted to work out the whole visit. He says, mostly I just want to get you divorced. I'll work out the other stuff later. Um, I didn't understand why. I'm, Do you think Mike had a realization of child support? Oh, yeah, Mike had a definite realization of child support <laughs> because we had had to do blood tests and stuff. Oh, my gosh. And uh, What a piece. He had, never, he had been ordered. You ready for this? He was ordered when it was just one child. Because then he started, even, I, I might be wrong, it might just be Haley, he questioned. And he acted like that was some big un- insult. And I remember telling him, God, give anything if they weren't your kids. <laughs> <laughs> anything at all. Um, $10 a month is what Judge Duffy Palmer oh ordered <sighs> for child support. $10 wow. a month. What a deal. In the 80s. This isn't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what is, and what? I have that in court records too. $10 a month. This is unreal. I never saw a dime of that $10, which was fine. I, don't, I didn't want anything from him. I just wanted him gone. Right. And, and I didn't know he surrendered that quick. 
Oh, yeah. As soon as I went to jail, he surrendered. Interesting. And uh, um, when they called Duffy Palmer, um, and it was a three-way call, and Steve had him on speaker, and I heard him say, he what? After I sent that little girl to jail? <laughs> and Steve's, Steve's looking at me with his fingers up to his lips like, don't you say anything. I don't want him to know you're right here. So he you know? realized he got duped by a charismatic yes. sociopath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I would do it all again. Um, Steve told me I would never, ever get rights removed from someone because then Mike said he didn't want to give up his rights because – he was under the impression that my parents had money and he wanted access to that money if something happened to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's comforting. Yeah, and uh, I told him I appreciated his honesty. Um, and so I, he waived his right to visitation and I waived my right to child support, hmm. which had never, ever been done in the state of Utah. Really? Ever. What were you going to do never. with the 10 bucks a month? My t- walking, <laughs> well, I think it would have gotten increased to 20. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so... I had to show the courts that I could take care of my children, that I would never need any public assistance, um, because then they would need someone to go back and get it. What a sexist thing, though. I do not have the right to waive my children's right to child support. It's not my child support. It's theirs. And so for me to get that push through, I think at this point, I would like to think Duffy Palmer had thought, holy crap, what have I done? Right. And he and he signed it. He let me waive my children's right to child support. Well, he could, he, he also knew that he only awarded you ten dollars. Ten dollars, yeah. Which I just did the calculations. How many? Sixteen? No, it's actually thirty-one dollars. Thirty-one dollars yes, today in two thousand nineteen. Interesting. Which is enough to buy one package of diapers, maybe. Yeah. And so, um, and Steve kept telling me he's not going to go for this. He's you know Palmer's not going to go for this, yeah. and I I just kept saying I don't care. This is what I'm going to do. I would do this all over again because it protected my children from someone I deem as a predator. Yeah. And, uh, and he is. Like, he is. Yeah. <laughs> we have to deem I mean, it. if he, I don't understand why if a total stranger had done to us what he did, they wouldn't be gra- granted rights to me or my children. They'd be in prison. Right. Right. So I, I, I'll admit it. I lied through my teeth to Mike. We met for lunch in a very public place and discussed the, what we wanted and what we wanted to do. And I lied to him. I told him I would send him pictures of the kids. I would do this. I would do that. Anything to get that signature. Just to get him to sign yeah. it. Yeah. Did you, did you watch him sign it? Oh, yeah. And how did that feel? It was still a little bit terrifying because then I knew if I died, he would still get my kids. Oh, okay. That was part of the deal. Yeah. Until... Until seven, husband number two. Until husband, poor husband number two. <laughs> and then we had to wait seven years. The laws back then were we had to wait seven years for abandonment. So when I married dad, um, we had to start seven years from, from then. Start the clock at the wedding. If if Mike had even, yeah, dad, because it starts with him because he's the one adopting him. So it had to wait seven years. Yeah. Um, if Mike had even sent a birthday card, that seven years would have started over. Wow. Ugh. There wouldn't even have to have been the $10 in it, yeah. just a birthday card. And so, um, or if he had showed up to court. And so we didn't have ways. Um, I knew he would never accept a serving. I knew his parents would not accept a serving. So I had to run an ad in the paper for three months. By which, law. By law. 
Because you knew they wouldn't accept a, getting a serving, served right. to show up to court. Right. So I ran an ad, oh, well, a little, not an ad, but it was in the legal section of the newspaper saying that these kids were going to be adopted on this date. For three months. For three months. Jeez. Cost a fortune. Yeah. And now it's not like that anymore, you know, and, and, and I think about women um, after me. I know it's been used. I know other women have used my case as a precedent to get what they need. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Not to sound like The Bachelor. I love that. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing, Mom. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Jan's a badass. Let's yeah, get that and trending. just so you guys know, uh, you can purchase J. Duffy Palmer's uh, book, World War II, Mormon, <laughs> Marine, in Alaska, Hawaii, and Iwo Jima on Amazon. And see, and that's what they would tell me, too. You know, the, the reporters would say to me, he's a stake president. And I'd go, I don't care what he is. Right. And, and it was terrible how that played into it. Yeah, but they were probably awful. blown away. How they, how they, yeah, they were blown In away. In your mind, I don't, I don't care. Just get this fixed. Yeah. In their mind, they're like, how could this stake president? Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't know the hierarchy of the church, a bishop is over a congregation. A stake president, for all intents and purposes, manages several bishops. So this is a high up in the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Someone who's supposed to be a beacon of truth and hope. Yeah. <laughs> Our stake president got excommunicated when I was a kid. <laughs> but it was, uh, I heard that a lot. Yeah. And it was. The, you know, the, sorry, go ahead. It was just hard to hear that constantly, right. you know, because it was kind of like, you're just this little peon person <laughs> and he's a stake yeah. president. Yeah. I don't like that culture here. It's, that is changing a little bit here more and more, but that still is, you know, the thing that's, still the thing. The thing that's fascinating about this story, Ma, is that. Uh, it's one of the coolest things that I've ever heard of someone doing, yet it never once defined you. It never, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know this story fully until now. I knew you went to jail uh, for contempt for not allowing Mike to see your kids, you know, mm-hmm. which is the most noble cause. And I, But I didn't know the whole story. And I think that's what's so cool is that you didn't let something like this define the rest of your life, even though you won and you're a badass because of it. It didn't. You know what I mean? It didn't. Yeah. It didn't rule you. No. You didn't let him hover. And I think I, I've I've seen Mike one time when I was a kid, and I was wondering myself, why did you ever think he was attractive? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, Jan's a badass. That should be trending after this episode airs. Airs <laughs> put out. So. Thanks, Mom. Should we take a break? Yeah. ago today. Buzz Aldrin and a wise-ass talking monkey threw on some scuba gear, boarded Apollo Creed, and shot up to the largest of all our planets, the moon. Buzz took some funny pictures and NASA left the monkey to die. The end. Wait, wait, wait! Shut up! Sir, is everything... Shh. It's just... Shh. Holy shit! I forgot about space! Space Force! Space Force! Space Force! Space Force! Space Force! We 
gotta do Space Force! What happened to Space Force? You sort of went on an obstruction of justice bender, so we kicked it down the road. Mike, you garage door motor brain moron! We could be blowing up stuff in space right now, and instead, I'm commemorating this Kirk Douglas looking ass space clown! Give me four hours and I'll have an update. Cool, yeah, take your time. It's not like I'm your boss or anything. I'm so excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Don't start. I gotta pee. It's starting. Forget it. I'll, I'll pee at halftime. Here is your update on Space Force, an institution I fundamentally disagree with as a science skeptic, but no one listened when I explained that 17 times, so here we go. Woohoo! Space Force! Oh, man, I gotta pee so bad. I'm gonna pee in a cup. Next slide, please. The Defense Department's legislative proposal outlines a five-year oh, rollout geez. beginning the start of fiscal year 2020. The budget request is $72.4 million, 0.07% yeah. of the annual budget. Mikey, I asked for Star Wars, and you brought me Star Wars the book! I've read some Star Wars books. They're actually pretty good. Pompeo, you're so far out of your lane that you've slammed into a Roy Rogers. Here are the questions I want answered. Will the rockets have thick red lasers? Will the astronauts be 500-pound nutjobs? With buzz cuts? Can we all get sweatshirts that say Space Force? First, we need to lay the legislative and budgetary groundwork. I'm so mad at you right now. Everyone, make sure Penn streaks this cup. Groundwork. What an asshole. This is the Arctic Podcast. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. Hey. What's up? Hello. <laughs> we have returned with more with more offensive crayons. <laughs> I'm just joking. We ordered them all. We ordered the 48 pack. <laughs> <laughs> the super pack. Remember those Crayola they had the sharpener in oh, them? Oh yeah, yeah, man. Sharpen a crayon. Crayon. It never crayon. worked. No. No, I mean you, you always can't sharpen a crayon. It's <laughs> you ridiculous. Just threw them away. Yeah. When you get to the paper. <laughs> All right, so we got, uh, well, these are a little more interesting than last week, I will say that. <laughs> uh, now, I can really get behind this story here. I actually, you know, Japan has been on the, because, uh, you know, they have a lot of suicides there. Do they? Oh, yeah, like an astronomical amount. That's interesting. Yeah. Do uh, they know why? Because, I don't know, this is terrible? No, I, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, but because of this, a lot of companies have, uh, like, there's companies that have tried out uh, 30, 30 hour work weeks or yeah. work, you know, they're, they're just trying to cut down on stuff. 70 people a day in 2014. Yeah, dude. Holy oh shit. Oh, my gosh. They, they, it's, it's, it's really bad. It's really so bad. There. Isn't Japan, isn't that where that forest is that a lot of people go to? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, there's a lot of honor in that country, like, misplaced. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Not to talk crap on a, you know, <laughs> but whatever. Um, anyway, a company in Japan, uh, also a lot of people smoke in Japan. I should preface the story with that. There's, there's Maybe, do they want to die and they just don't have the honor? <laughs> so like, they do it slowly. So. <laughs> uh, but a company in Japan is offering its non-smoking workers an extra six days off per year to offset the amount of time those who smoked during Took off during cigarette breaks. You know what? That should that should be an American I, policy. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I do too. Because it's not fair. It's not fair okay? to a non-smoker. And, and I don't like to be that person going. It's not fair. <laughs> well, having worked in an industry where, uh, but when I worked in retail, uh, they did oh, a lim- lot. Yeah. At the post office, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, we should mention yes. you were a mail carrier for 23 years. 23 years. Salute. Everybody salute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, in a cigarette break is it's, it's they're like 10 15 minutes. I swear minutes. there were people that started to smoke just so they could Probably. just so they could go outside. There's a family guy episode about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember when I was a uh, front end manager at the at the Kroger and I had this lady, she'd always, "Can I go outside for a smoke break?" And I was like, "No." Can I go outside for a Snickers break? What? <laughs> no, you can't go outside for a smoke break. It's not my fault. That anyway, it right. really bugs me. It really does bug me. And so, you know, as bad as you want a cigarette, I want a Snickers. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I applied this uh, this company. I can't. So I they did the math, the and they're like, that equals six days. That's insane. Actually, that is, when you think about yeah. it, yeah. that is insane. Yeah. Six days. Eight hours, so forty-eight hours, of forty-eight vacation time. hours of worth of smoke breaks that they take a year. That's that's, whew. yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, it says that since the new policy was put in place, no less than twenty, thirty of the hundred twenty workers have taken the extra days off. See, I've never understood that either. People who don't take their vacation, like there's some people I've worked with who cash out their vacation at the end of the year, yeah. and I'm like. No, the less I'm at work, the better. Well, uh, I, I I use mine too fast. You had friends at the post office, right? Because you could roll over. Yeah, we could roll over indefinitely. There was a certain point. I think it was up to a year and a half. A year and a half worth of PTO you could accrue. So they retired a year and a half early, right? Uh-huh, yeah, and yeah. Grandpa oh, wow. did that. Grandpa yeah. did that too as a working at the center. The air he, traffic control. Yeah. Yeah, I'm That's, sure. There was a, a, a guy, because there was no limit. There, there is now, but when I worked at Smith, there was no limit. And there was a bagger uh, that was mentally handicapped that had worked there, I don't know, forever. And I was, I was, he was asking, can I take a day off? And I was like, uh, Bruce, you can take two months off. <laughs> I looked, I pulled up his, his time off, and he had like 400 some odd hours. And he's like, no, I can't afford it. I'm like, I don't think you understand <laughs> how paid vacation works, but uh, okay. Speaking of uh, um, racking up time served, <laughs> if that's a way to put it. Do you hear about this uh, man with Down syndrome uh-uh. who worked 32 years at McDonald's? Oh, I have heard and, that. And retired. He retired. Really? Down syndrome. I, what's his name? Uh, Russell O'Grady, I think, is his name. That's an awesome name. <laughs> I know, right? J. Yeah. J. Duffy. <laughs> His name is Jay Duffy Palmer. You know, if if what, what does the J stand for? Why would you ever choose Duffy? That's uh, he's true. born in the twenties. I don't yeah. know. It's probably his jack off call sign. And <laughs> yes, yeah. Was he a pilot? No. Oh. Just a, anyway, just, a mystery here's uh, turn that up. Narrowly missing a Winter Garden woman and her friend. Tonight, she called police and News Six to get results. Let's get straight out oh, to Eric Sandoval with what he found in this story. You'll see only on News Six. This object fell into the backyard of one of the homes here inside the Bellmead subdivision in Winter Garden this afternoon. We contacted the Federal Aviation Administration to find out where this object could have come from. It's a poop. If that would have been no. another foot over, two feet, I would have been done. Dara Hackett says she and a friend oh were sitting on the patio this afternoon when they both oh, wait heard a second. Hold, wait on. A second. <laughs> Hold on. Hold his accent. The phone. Her and a friend were sitting on the sh- shut up patio. <laughs> I'm not the only one that heard no, that, No, no, no. Right? We, we both heard it. Okay, I gotta replay that. Yeah, I would have been done. Dara Hackett says she and a friend were sitting on the patio this afternoon <laughs> when they both heard a very loud <laughs> noise. On the patio. Worse than a gunshot. Like a 
a, a very, very loud bang. That's how mine are, too, when I'm on the patio. <laughs> this is what they found at the bottom of her pool. A disc about eight inches across. The label says fuel servicing, and it had an odor. It smells like gas. It's what some type of... Yes. Exactly. Yes. That like, normally happens from? when Hackett you fears shit. it fell from the sky, slicing this hole through her screen enclosure. But what is it? It says it's a fuel cap. I know. <laughs> a quick internet Story's search ridiculous. using the codes on the object show it's a commercial aircraft Oh, look, you can buy one on eBay. The question, which aircraft did it come from? This reporter sucks. But anyway... The gist of the story, the drama is, they create with their is voice. this lady was shitting on her patio <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> and it smelled like gas. And it smelled yes. like gas, yes. and there were fumes. Yes. And then for some reason, she shot out a cylinder. <laughs> is that what? <laughs> what is it though? What is Could it? Could it though? be what it's labeled? The question uh, is, <laughs> where did it come from? <laughs> An airplane. Oh, what brand of airplane? This... What airline? And then the question is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that guy's terrible. This woman called the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she looks like someone that would complain in a grocery store too. Uh anyways, the gist <laughs> of the story is the fuel cap fell off an airplane and almost hit this lady while she was shitting on her patio. <laughs> so Better name's Patricia. You're f- <laughs> Dara. Dara Hackett. Dara. Okay. Dara. Dara. Or Dara. I don't know what So you're familiar with aircraft? Yeah. What would, I don't know. Would fuel uh, be spilling out? Yes. Like I don't. Is it like a car where the gas cap doesn't really matter other than pressure? If you don't turn it three clicks, the check <laughs> engine light comes on. Right. <laughs> but I've like I know it depends on the aircraft, but usually they hook like straight into the wing from the bottom, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It says it was a fuel cap from a commercial plane, so interesting. I don't know. Uh, That'd be scary if it was like fuel is spewing out i i would imagine I, I i'm guessing that there's some kind of a catch in there so that doesn't happen well, i guess that would have to be if they hook the hose on like straight up they have to be able to turn it off before they take the hose because on, right? even in your cars there's a, there's a little there's door. a little door that you That's have true. to so it probably yeah you find that know. if you try and stick your finger in your guest <laughs> why would you do that i don't know let's move on did you know that my <laughs> my uh my my car doesn't have a gas cap what is a it lot have? of new cars don't have gas yeah, caps. Yeah, Dad's Explorer doesn't either. Really? It doesn't have yeah, a gas you cap. just go straight in. And then there's a <laughs> <laughs> And then there's a little thing that says <laughs> wait 5 seconds before you pull it out. And I'm like, does that negate the point like <laughs> if I'm going to have to wait this time anyway? I may as well put a gas I cap on. I might as well just be screwing on a gas cap. <laughs> I don't so. think Dad says that. Well, you better start waiting. I'm yeah. Wait, I'll tell you yeah. what. You're going to get gas everywhere just just like this lady did on her patio. Uh, speaking of gas, uh, goats. <laughs> so, just uh, AOC say something about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it is in her, her state. <laughs> a New York Conservancy presented Goat Awards, greatest of all time. Okay. Uh, at a ceremony Thursday to five actual goats that have been working to clear invasive plants from the park. So apparently they set these goats free. They've been eating all the grass like goats do. I like how it says they've been working to clear. Like the goats know what they're doing. Right. Like they like, punch a clock. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they <laughs> put in their time card every day. Like, oh, come on, Fred, back to work. Can we have know. a smoke break? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does actually talk about the goat smoke break and how they're giving goats extra time off because of. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, I've, where, there was an airport that used goats to do that. It's actually become like a pretty big thing as of mm-hmm. late. 
uh, where people will. I think there's a company, a couple companies in Utah that will just bring a herd of goats to you. Ashley house. really wants a goat. I want a goat too. I wouldn't mind a goat. They can, if they mow your lawn. There's yeah. some, there, we have neighbors that got a goat. Yeah, okay. but they don't do a very good job. Like you're going to have patches. That's okay. You know, it's not going to be like and goat uh, poop. Lots of which goat is just poop. grass. Yeah, essentially, it's just fertilizer. Just grass pelleted. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a uh, yeah. That's oh, true. there's this goat doesn't even look like he. <laughs> Maybe if you he doesn't even look <laughs> like he wants to get his award. He's like, hey, uh, I don't know why are you putting this thing around me. <laughs> And no. This guy's. This guy can't be bothered to stop eating while he's getting his award. But. I know we've laughed a lot about on this on the. Sh- Let me start over there. Yeah. I know we've laughed a lot about this on the show before, but I can't. Hey, go! <laughs> <laughs> you beat me we, with we the hickory stick. Listen to the longest pee again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for random headlines today. Well, it is time for some hypocrisy time. We haven't done this segment in a while. I need to get some some music for this. How about uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, the French? <laughs> uh, so every once in a while, I'll come across stories that are just uh, just I don't know blatant hypocrisy um, at its finest. And I found two this week. Um, one top law enforcement official in Texas accused of rape and fired. That'll happen. Uh, John Jones, former Navy SEAL, was chief of intelligence. Wait, 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 wait. Ex-military people don't make any mistakes. <laughs> Especially a SEAL. Especially J. Patrick Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's J. Duffy Palmer. Oh, Thank sorry. You. Where's yeah. Patrick? I don't know. We, both of us are putting Paul and Patrick That's in there. Patrick Duffy, yeah. you know, the, from the Step by Step. Oh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Patrick Duffy. Wait, was he on that? He was, on, he was on, what was it? Patrick Duffy. He was on Dallas. Oh, yeah, he was. On Dallas. There you go. I don't know who Patrick Duffy is. Well, yeah, I just can't think of the... Uh, forget it. Anyway. John Jones, a former Navy SEAL, was chief intelligence counterterrorism for the Texas Department of Public Safety until his arrest and firing. Uh, he, Jones caught the attention of President Donald Trump earlier this year. Imagine that. When participating in a border security meeting with the president, um, Trump tweeted a quote from Jones about the number of Texas prison inmates who were in the country illegally and had committed sexual assault against children. <laughs> he was at a party. Um, <clears throat> he was at South by Southwest Festival. Um, according to arrest, the woman accusing him of rape told investigators she attended a party at a Jones at Jones' home on July 20th in the Austin suburb of Leander. Is that right? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, she said he was drinking heavily and passed out, and then he woke up that evening and began drinking again. The woman told investigators she later agreed to go with Jones on an all-terrain vehicle ride on nearby trails. She said he took control of the vehicle, drove into a secluded area, and raped her. She told investigators that Jones drove for them back to the house and told her not to tell anyone what happened. Got a ride home from her friend. Her mother took her to the ER for a rape kit. Awesome hypocrisy there from a Navy SEAL, chief intelligence of counterterrorism, someone who says that all illegal immigrants are child molesters, and he raped a woman. Nice. But it wasn't a it wasn't a child. It's always he that protesteth too much. That's true. Here that it. does that happens so much where they're they're like oh you get no gay marriage and they're they're the gayest yep. ones every time. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the next one. This one right to your point here. Have you heard of um, Prestonburg Pizza? It's been in the news. No, Prestonburg Pizza has been in the news because they refuse to not play Christian music. At their pizzeria, it's run by Bobby Blackburn, who is also the pastor of Elevate Church. 
He sent a text message to a female employee who was a minor to arrange a threesome with her and another underage girl at work at his business and nice. has since been arrested for soliciting a minor. A Kentucky pastor who refused to stop playing Christian music and runs a church <laughs> tried to hook up a threesome with a couple minors. That's it for hypocrisy time, everyone. That's pretty hot. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one more topic here before sure. we dive into uh, we got movie trivia we'll do and then yeah. we'll, we'll wrap it up. But um, now you said you hadn't heard about Katy Perry. I mean, I've heard of her being in the news oh, no. this week. Well, as you after you said it, I got thinking. I did run across an article about uh, a copyright. Yes. Is this what it is? Okay. Yes. So Katy Perry uh, has a song called um, – oh, shoot. Do you have samples? I, we'll get there. Okay. We'll settle down. Okay, sorry. Settle down. Uh, called Dark Horse. Uh, it's a 2013 hit song, um, and uh, they made like $41 million from it or oh something. I don't know. They, they got a lot of money for it. It was a big deal. So out of the woodworks comes this guy uh, named Flame. <laughs> That's my nickname. <laughs> uh, um, and he sues Kitty Purry, um, saying that uh, the beat is the same as his. Remember the Vanilla Ice and uh, uh, Bowie? But that was the same. Oh, I know, but do you remember the case? I didn't, you can see, you I can, didn't know there was a case. Oh, yeah. In Vanilla Ice Lots, you can watch film where he's like, no, mine's different because there's a snare hit. Ding, 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 And oh, the sounds, Queen version that David exactly Bowie exactly the have. same. <laughs> I thought it was like a collaboration or something. Um, anyway, so this guy, who is a Christian artist, has a song called Joyful Noise. Okay. Joyful Noise by Flame. <laughs> Uh, that he claims sounds a lot like Dark Horse. Um, the, his attorney convinces uh, the jury to uh, award him, I think, $10 million? Wow. I don't know, some, some ridiculous Shouldn't it amount. be like half? Katy Perry has to pay $550 million. Anyway. What? Sorry. Thousand. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's more than she's worth. Um, I, okay, well, I actually haven't, I don't, I don't know that I've, I probably have heard Dark Horse, but I know I haven't heard Joyful Noise. You know what's on your top rated. Joyful Noise? Yes. <laughs> and yeah. Dark Horse. Both. I like those them at the same time. Um, so we're going to listen to them and see if this has any merit because. A jury thought so. Yeah, well, the jury also <laughs> acquitted O.J. Simpson, so uh, <laughs> which one do you want to hear first, Dark Horse or... Let's hear the original. Joyful Noise. Joyful by, Noise. By Flame. By Flame. 2008 hip-hop rap. Okay, first of all, That's this terrible. is terrible. Turn that up. Wait. Okay. Hold on. Was, was something playing over something the top of Something else is playing okay, in the like, background. That was really dissonant. Like, this is not... I don't know where it's coming from. Okay. Okay, let me close all my browsers here to make sure it's not that. Uh, okay, let's start that. Okay, over. And you're gonna have to turn that up. Yeah. It's like Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. 
got to be the hook that he's. I don't know that it is actually. I think it's this. I think it's this beat right here. This four chord progression. Yeah. Your boy's been a Christian quite a few years. Victory and faith, but I failed in my fears. I heard a lot of words that have tickled my ears. That's like a praise God for the word we get here. Oh no, it's Christian rap. Spencer can't. I can't. He can't not laugh for Christian rap. Okay, that Sometimes was, he does uh, that when we're recording vocals. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, your boy's been Christian. <laughs> oh my god. That was, All right. That was so terrible. That's true. Now I because I hear that little noise, that synth sound. Okay. So are you playing Katy Perry's? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, is this an overlay? No. It sounds. Hold on. That sounds like flame. <laughs> That's racist. Wow, a jury really found this as an infringement. Yeah. Do you know how often those same four chords are used in every song everywhere? That's my issue with this is... I, I really have a hard time with music copyright because That's, chords are the same four chords are used in like every song. That is the most common minor chord progression that you can hear. Now I know the synth sounds a little similar. I think he just got mad because Katy Perry wrote a better song. There's another artist that got accused. I think it was Sam Smith. He lost to Tom Petty. Okay. His was pretty egregious, though. Mm-hmm. His was a little bit... And his was a vocal melody. Yeah. It wasn't a chord progression. And his is longer. Isn't Katy Perry's half as long? Like... Like, his... Oh, no, they're the same. I mean... It is the same chord progression. First of all, it's a beat, okay? <laughs> Any Anyone can get on an Apple computer and make a beat in, like, 13 seconds. In fact... You want me to make one right now? <laughs> Let's do it while we're talking about this. Mom, what do you think? If you were on this jury and he's... he's He wouldn't win if I was on the jury. Like that's And it's not that it doesn't sound similar because it does. It does. But who cares? Who cares? Like, yeah. he, she didn't steal his vocal... See, vocal melodies to me are way more uh, telling than anything else, which was the Sam Smith, Tom Petty one. Right. You know, a vocal melody is very different. Writing four chords to back up a melody... Is what every artist does, right? Since when well, you hate hearing things like this because you don't want people to stop writing music, right? And like Dark Horse is a good song, right? Mm-hmm. So what? It, yeah, like <laughs> I, I think he just got mad because they took his beat and made it something you know way better than it was. Do you think that he would have won if the synth sounded different, like it was bells instead of a, no. a whistle? There's no way because then he would win every case because it's the freaking same chord it's the same progression. progression. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I don't understand why he even sued. Like, I don't know. See, this would be an interesting polygraph because you could go to the producers or the songwriters of yeah, Katy, Katy Perry's true. song mm-hmm. and say, had you heard this song before? Because they all claim they didn't, of course. Right. Huh. Maybe they, they took it I and mean, they were can like... They, can you check their browser history? I was so going to see <laughs> if, like, is he even on, what's it called? Flame? Yeah. Is he even on, like, iTunes? Yeah, he is. Now, or was he before? <laughs> uh, I think he has been. It says 2008, so. Flame. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. 
I mean, yeah, it does sound the same, he but does have a... I don't know. I just have a hard time with these kind of lawsuits because that one's pretty silly, in my opinion. I, it's a, it's a, it's a four chord wonder, right? You know, the Ataris wrote a song about the four chord wonder <laughs> and how they hated it, and you could make a million bucks if you do it. Then they sold out and made a whole album of them, but you know, they made money. I mean, art is a lot of art is copying things. It just is like because you're influenced, right? And yeah. and I mean, I'm every not, time uh, every time I play someone a rejected takeoff song, yeah, they're like, "Oh, Lincoln Park." Yeah, well, I'm like, sure. I mean, sure, I, whatever. You know, I didn't listen to a lot of Lincoln Park until but, after Chester died. But you know, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, even the Mona Lisa is it's it's a copy. It's a copy <laughs> of you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not like he pulled her out of his head. He he had her sitting there and he painted her. So he what? He pa- oh, he painted her. <laughs> What it, I heard painted. Okay. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know what else he did to her, but... Well, she had a weird look on her face. Yes, she <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that one. Yeah, I don't know. If, but if you want to, you can look up the... Uh, some people did an overlay of the Tom Petty and Sam Smith, because Sam Smith was in a different key and slower. But if you speed him up, change the key, it is the exact, exact same melody. Same, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, the Vanilla Ice and Queen David Bowie song. Is, it's the exact same bass riff. Ding, yeah, ding, ding, that ding, one ding, ding, ding. is literally the same. I don't know why. I don't. That one is. Did it say? So what? What does she have to pay? Did it say? She has to pay. Oh, five hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, but and the I label. Think, I think the whole thing is a couple million. I I don't know exactly. Well, that just made Flame's career. I know. That's what makes Good me for him. Like he would have never made this much if he. He would have never made that much money. So no. why does he get a piece of it? I, I don't know, man. It's just, well, that's the thing. It's like so, if a jury does stupid. decide, then shouldn't it be like half? Yeah, right. You know? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, one more thing here. We got uh, movie trivia. Yeah. Um, have you listened to the past couple episodes, Mom? Mm-hmm. So you know we were familiar with mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Okay. So Randy um, Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Randy Clean won the last one. He beat Danny. Yeah, he did. He he disrupted Danny's uh, three peat there. Yeah, uh, just like uh, the Toronto Raptors did to the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. This hey, year. speaking of basketball, yeah, have you seen the power ranks? The power ranks are the ESPN predictions of who's going to win. Uh, yeah, Jazz. Are they like number one? Really? The Jazz are tied with the Rockets. For who is most likely to take the title next year? Does Cooper the know title? that? Yeah, Cooper told me that. Oh, okay. The title. The title. The championship. The whole thing, not just yes. the West, or not yep. just. They're ranked number one. To they're tied with the Rockets, and it maybe had been one other team, but the they're Bucks. tied with the Rockets, the Clippers, no. <laughs> but you the got Lakers. Russell Westbrook went to the Rockets, which is a huge move. Yeah, I know. So they're going to be a powerhouse team, but the, with all the trades with Mike Connolly and everything, the Jazz are. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel a little. It gave me chills. I feel a little sketchy about that. that I heard uh, him say that at dinner that it gave him chills. No, if, chills. Look, this is ESPN. This isn't. I know. This isn't like but David himself. Locke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but the the Jazz have had high expectations before. Not and, like this. Uh, not since no, not since Malone and, and Stockton left had they ever no, been expected to win. You don't listen enough sports radio then, because last year they no, were I, like, this I don't, is, I don't this listen is the to year. any of it. <laughs> Oh, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a couple. I should have told uh, my Carl Malone story. That's a good one too. What's the Carl Malone story? When he was up on my route, walking. Do you want to hurry and tell it? 
Okay, so yeah. <laughs> as a male as a male lady, my route was in Eaglewood, which is in North Salt Lake, up on the hill. And Carl Malone lived kind of over the hill, but there were trails, and so Carl Malone. Carl Malone. So my supervisor at the time, Jen Bertolina, was she had a whole room dedicated to Stockton Malone. She had signed jerseys. I mean, it was just over the top. She and, had a shrine, like a candlelit yes, shrine. Yes, okay, it was something. And uh, so I'm I'm up on delivering my route, and I see these these men walking these dogs, and they were very tall men, and one was a very large black man, and uh, and so I'm just driving by, and and so he is. I am going around a corner, and he's at the end of the sidewalk. So he is like maybe three feet away from me, and I do not do sports, and he goes. Hey, from one mailman to another, uh, and, I, and I go, "Hey, you know, wave." And I, I'm thinking, oh, wonder, "Where do you deliver?" Wonder what office he's out of. You know? <laughs> and I keep driving, and uh, and I thought, you know, he looked a lot like that Carl Malone guy. <laughs> he, I wonder if it is. You know, he probably gets asked that if it's not him. I bet he gets asked it all the time. So I turn my truck around. And I caught him just before they started to go on this trail to go back over. And I hop out. And the only thing I could find was this little vacation hold piece of paper. <laughs> and, and I run over and I go, I do not do sports. I go, but if you're not Carl Malone, you probably look a lot like him. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and my supervisor just adores you. He's a huge baseball fan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and anyway, he signed something, wrote something to Jen on that. And the the other guys thought it was so funny. They were laughing really hard. You know, they yeah, thought, thought yeah. it was funny that I was so unaware. Like his friends, who were probably also jazz players. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were, because <laughs> they were tall. <laughs> he only asked for his. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably like David Benoit or something. <laughs> anyway, he... Uh, also, I remember as he's standing there talking, and you have a brother who's as tall as Carl Malone, but it was yep. his width. It was like from his, you know, this. Yeah, he's a beast. Golly. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I was just sitting there looking at him going, you are, you're huge. Yeah. And so, yeah. So the next, so then I take it back to the post office and I give it to Jen. And we had lots of people who had jazz season tickets that worked. I can't tell you how many times that was written on my case. One was an extremely large black man. I would come, I would, I, I would come back and off my route, and that's all would be written on my case. Because that's the way you relayed the story. Yeah, there. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, speaking of extremely large black, men. <laughs> is that the movie? Qu- is that the movie? Kids? <laughs> all right, uh, a couple of these are really easy. I'm kind of disappointed. Well, so, well, we'll, I've, we'll, we'll I've do, missed a couple. I know, but we'll we'll do these, and then we'll. I've got a harder one. Uh, up at the top. Uh, this first one is Hamlet for furries. Can you see the answers? Mm-mm. Okay. Ham- I couldn't even read the Cron, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Hamlet for furries? Yeah, this movie has been compared to Hamlet a lot. It Hamlet. basically is the story of Hamlet. Uh, there are several iterations of it. It is a Disney movie. In fact, one of the iterations just came out a couple weeks ago. Lion King. Yes. Ah, good job, that Mom. That is correct. Hamlet for furries. Okay. Uh, this one is ridiculously easy. I don't I hate even it know. when you do that. Yeah, but it is. It is stupid easy. Man goes to Christmas party, almost dies a lot. Oh, uh, Die Hard. Yeah. It's not a Christmas film. movie. That's so dumb. 
It's not a Christmas movie. Oh, you, you just know, opened it. I know. Oh, well, I know. Not, I know. We, we had so just many, because there's a Christmas party in the movie so does not make it a Christmas That's, movie. I don't want to do that. We almost again. had to shut down our Facebook. Not again. <laughs> uh, two more, and then we'll do the the real one okay. or the one to see if Randy or Danny can pick it up. Uh, this one is Insomniac with multiple personality disorder runs community outreach. Fight Club. For- <laughs> <laughs> yes. For I an- wouldn't have known for that. For anarchists. <laughs> anarchists, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's pretty funny. Genetic engineering firm punishes consultants for taking bathroom breaks. Genetic engineering firm. Maybe you should leave that one for the... Genetic en- engineering firm... Yes. Punishes. I believe the name of this genetic engineering firm is InGen. Oh, Jurassic Park? Oh, I shouldn't have given you that. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. Wait, I, what's just, the bathroom I got breaks? hung up on office space. Uh, so When, uh, <laughs> when uh, the dude is taking a dump and the T Rex eats him. Oh, that's right. Remember? Oh, okay. Participants. Read the, read the quote. The, the genetic quote. engineering firm punishes consultants for taking bathroom breaks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here is the one that you can guess. Um, this is an Everybody. older, an Let's older movie. Let's see if movie. someone besides Randy, Danny, I know, I know. Kurt got I think they're the only ones that listen to us. But <laughs> uh, Cuban immigrant gets a series of promotions. Cuban immigrant gets a series of promotions. I think I know this one. Well, you can. Well, yeah. Hopefully, no one heard you See, whisper I've never, that. I've, I, I've never seen that. No, I actually yeah. haven't either. I just I know what it is. I didn't I whisper it. it. I just mouthed I it. I know it happens, and I know. But anyway, let's see if someone can hear me mouth it. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that out for a. <laughs> is that it? That is it. All I right, think we're done. Well, it's time for closing arguments. Oh my gosh, you're right. We still have more. That, I mean, it's closing arguments usually quick. Yeah. I don't know, man. Do you have one? Yeah. Oh wait, I, I forgot to. I got. I got to play the sound. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Closing <laughs> arguments, everyone. This is a fast one. It is simply. <laughs> sorry, I wanted to play the owl noise. It is simply to fight for your rights and use Jan's a badass as your. I don't know your encouragement. Your. Uh, you know what? Your, what is the argument? What are you arguing? Fight. That Jan is not a badass. No, I'm saying use her, <laughs> use her story, use her story of getting Carl Malone's signature. <laughs> use her story as a. As yeah, a, I'm gonna have to cut one of the stories. Which one we want to <laughs> fight for? What you know to be right? To party? Yes, that's so, number one. Is that the argument? That's it. Keep fighting. Yeah. People, okay. we, we give up. We give up too easy. <laughs> People give up too easy. Keep fighting. All right. I mean, if someone had told me that I would do that one day, like if I was 17, if someone had said six years from now. You'll meet Carl Malone? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people who will listen will be very surprised at that story. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So That you didn't know who Carl Malone was. Yes, that story. Right. That one. Yes. <laughs> well, my mom, Jan, thanks for coming. Happy to be here. It's her 62nd uh, year on the planet. So this is for episode 62. Mine too. Find us at Woo-hoo. the Arctic Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find merch at shop.spreadshirt.com slash the Arctic Podcast. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Rickles. Brought to you by Rickles Food Truck. You want to give a quick I don't, thank I you don't to everybody? I don't see any food here. Oh, what yeah. was brought to us? <laughs> Um, we had an awesome fundraiser that our daughter Haley put together, and wow, 
just thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. And the GoFundMe is still available, uh, Rickles Recovery. So should I give the Spreadshirt address again <laughs> for our merch, mugs, aprons, T-shirts, what have you? Shop.spreadshirt. Spreadshirt is a terrible name for a, I don't know. That well, just sounds... They want to spread your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I put the link up on Facebook as well. <laughs> you so. go fund yourself and then <laughs> Spreadshirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, for episode 62 of the Art Tape Podcast, I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. We'll see you next time. <laughs>